Hi, welcome to 3Dog. This is an hour-long flow class. Thanks so much for joining us. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. One more time, if you're just joining us, we are starting in child's pose. It won't be the only time I repeat myself uh, across the course of this practice. And it's something interesting and unique that we do here, right? We practice the same postures, asanas, the same breathing techniques, uh, same relative sequence daily, sometimes twice daily. Uh, Anna, is this three times today? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And yet it's always new. It's always something that is unique. Idea of we never step in the same river twice. We're never quite the same in practice twice. The consistency of practice with breath brings us back to what is essential in each of us. These routines become rituals that bring us closer to ourself and help us get to know how we are today by how it feels to be in our body in these well-known shapes and through these well-known flows. And uh, Just cool one more time if you're just getting here. We're in child's pose, but we're going to be uh, coming up to down dog. So totally cool if you just got in here. If you want to take a little longer in child's pose, feel free. When you are ready for down dog, come on up. This, is, this will be choose your own adventure yoga. I loved those books as a kid. Uh, okay, if you read those books as a kid, please raise your right leg. The choose your own adventure books? No, nobody. Heather, not even you. Oh my god, that's like signature eighty stuff. And, all right. Well then, uh, if you would like to raise your right leg for any reason at all, go ahead and raise your right leg. <laughs> Man, <sighs> they were great books. You bend your knee, open your hip. You get to the end of the page and it'd be like, if you want to open the trap door, go to page 49. If you decide that trap door is not worth opening, go to page 57. Then you could like either be sucked down a long tunnel in the trap door or run off through the jungle. Breath in. When you breathe out, take a big step into a low lunge. Rock a little back and forth, just getting warmed up through the legs. You don't have to match this up with a breath pace. You could. You could also move and also breathe. move, breathe, and 
give the dog a pat. Gibbs is having a rough day. He um, was investigating in the car and accidentally pushed the buttons that um, put the seats down. And he thought he... Uh, I, I've never seen anybody hit the deck quite as fast as Gibbs went all four to the floor. Next exhale, you can bring right knee or left knee down, right hand to your right thigh, and then twist here. Press your hand down into your leg, lift your leg up into your hand. And then as we do that, squeeze your right shoulder blade in toward your spine. Take your gaze up to the ceiling, lengthen out the back of your neck. If that is not comfortable for you, turn and look down your left arm. Back of the neck long, either way. Breath in. Once you breathe out, release the right hand to the mat. Shift your hips up and back in the uh, remodeled pyramid here. Back heel is up. You might also then lift your front foot. Spread the toes out. Breathe in. And breathe out. forward to a low lunge. Both hands planted down the best you can. Step back to a high push-up. Draw your heart forward. Low push-up. Legs tight or even knees down. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. On an inhale, take your left leg up and back behind you. I will choose not to talk about young adult books at this point. You can just have a breath in. Breath out, bring your knee into your chest. Take a big step into a low lunge. Get a little rock back and forth. And you can move at a vinyasa pace. Inhale in one direction, exhale in the other, or simply move and breathe. Be aware of your movement, be aware of your breathing. That's probably the harder of the two. Which is one of the reasons the ritual of vinyasa works so well for the mind. It, not that we always do it perfectly, aligning the breath and the movement, but we have that structure to go back to, whatever it is we're doing. Next exhale, bring your back knee down and left hand to the left thigh. As you bring your hand to the top of the thigh, lift the left leg into the hand, rotate, and turn your head to look up toward your ceiling. Bring your left shoulder blade in toward your spine. And then find the back of your neck, just with the eye of your mind. What's the back of your neck doing? Can you lengthen it out? For most of us, we tend to look over the shoulder in a twist, which is the head dropping forward or, or tilting forward. And you bring your back into alignment with the rest of the spine. And if it feels better to look down your right arm, do that. Breath in. And as you breathe out, left hand to the mat. Press both hands in as much as you can. Shift back into the 
lifted pyramid and dig your front heel in you might also lift your front toes drop your back heel down and breathe in and breathe out Next inhale, you drop forward, hands are planted, press them down even more, step back, high plank. As you get there, straighten both legs, pull your heart forward, back of the head up, low push up, and breathe in, upward facing dog, and breathe out, down dog. You press your hands down and forward, lengthen through your inner arms, lengthen through your outer arms, and breath in. And breath out. And look forward, walk forward into ragdoll. And take your feet wide. Wrap your arms around each other and let your head go. And rock your weight a little forward into the balls of your feet. Then plant your heels firmly as well. Add the element of pressing outward. Got the weight of the body mostly in the ball of the big toe. Heel is anchored. And the ball of the baby toe pressing out. And breath in. And open your mouth and let it go. Oh, there's an extra dog in Melissa's room today. Did Luna get a sister? Three? Yeah, three dogs in your <laughs> Free dog yoga. There you go. <laughs> Release your hands to your mat, bring your feet together. And pressing down, come on up to standing mountain pose. Reach long through ring and pinky fingertip and then exhale. Bring hands together at heart center. Lift your sternum to your thumbs. Get a breath in. As you breathe out, press your feet down, squeeze your legs. Feel the pit of your abdominals pull in, sides of your body pull in, your breath in, lift your chest up and reach mountain pose, elongating everything that came to center, and exhale, keep it long as you bow, bowing at the hip crease, go forward, breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, when you exhale, start by pulling your abdominals in. Bring your rib cage to your legs, then let your shoulders, neck, and head drop. Press your feet down, inhale, reach up to standing, squeeze your legs, narrow in at your waist, broaden out through the arms. Squeeze them tight, exhale. When you fold, bend at your knees, send your hips back, keep the front body long as you bow in chest, then shoulders, neck, and head release. And breathe in, lift halfway. Flat back, and breathe out, fold down, rib cage, then your shoulders, then your neck, then your head. Moving on, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. And breathe out, fold forward. And breathe in, lift halfway. 
Let your hands step back. Low push-up. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. And empty. And look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down. Draw your heart forward. Breathe in. Breathe out forward. Drive your feet down. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. Low push-up, breathe out, breathe in, good, down dog, breathe all the way out, press down into your thumb and first finger knuckle, draw in, abdominal center up towards the spine, look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands, breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose, squeeze your legs, narrow in through your side body, broaden out through your heart, through your arms. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands in this time. High plank, knees down and chest down. The floor for cobra, squeeze your legs, pull your arms in, and then release down slowly. Press up hands and knees to down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Good. Exhale, fold forward. To the very end of it, get curious about pressing that last bit of breath out. And breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. Knees down, chest down, like cobra. And release slow, press back, hands and knees, tuck your toes, down dog. Good. Have a breath here in through your nose. Out through your mouth, press your hands down and forward. Looking forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And bow forward, breathe out. Keep the chest to the thighs, sit your hips back, and then lift your chest, Ukatasana. Keep that same shape in your legs, 
as you bow chest to thighs, then lift your hips like they were kind of pouring your spine out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, and bow forward again. Right. So that's the uh, the standard way the operations work to get in and out of chair. Sit the hips back first. Pick your rib cage up, align the arms, neck and head. Keep the legs of Utkatasana. Bring your chest to your thighs. Then press into your feet. Lift your hips. And then your spine gets poured out. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And plant your hands. Step back. High to low push-up. Or you take down dog. You can always shortcut it to down dog. That's the choose your own adventure part. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Downward facing dog. Empty your breath. Look forward to your right hand. Step your right foot forward. Turn your back foot flat. Press into your right foot. Reach up. Warrior one. Good. As you exhale, bow halfway so that your, your rib cage comes in line with your front thigh. Sit deep. Reach your fingertips back. Breathe in. Squeeze your shoulder blades together like this with locust pose. When you breathe out, plant your hands. You're already there for the, uh, the plank positioning. Step back high plank to low. Heart forward, back of the head up. And breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Left foot forward. Plant both feet. Back foot flat the diagonal. Squeeze your back leg to come up. Keep that squeeze on the back leg as you bow halfway, chest in line with your front thigh. The left hip is pulling out to the side. Squeeze it in towards center. Squeeze your shoulder blades in towards center. And then bodies aligned here, like plank. You place the hands down, step back, high low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Have a breath here. So that little moment where we had the uh, the chest in line with the thigh, that's like the, the halfway point in that transition. We want to kind of look for it each time, even when we're moving with the breath, right? That you would bow about halfway and then choose to plant your hands. Right? It is just a, an organized way to move your body. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold forward. Chest to thighs, sit your hips back. Once they're as low as they go, lift your chest up. Utkatasana. And then you just reverse that coming out of it. Chest goes to the thighs. Then you press into your feet and the hips lift. And breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Usually the knees will bend again there. And plant your hands, heart forward as you step back. So this is a half lift. Can starts to make that plank positioning for the body. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Right foot forward. Warrior one, reach up. And we're gonna take it on an exhale. Bring your body to that bow, about right in line with your thigh. 
then hands down, heart forward, step back. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Empty of breath in that space afterward. You step the left foot forward, put the back foot flat, then come up. Right? So multiple things happening on the inhale. Same with the exhale. Bow halfway, draw your heart forward, create the plank, then plant your hands down. Step back into an actual plank. And breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Breathe in, and breathe out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Shutting your body long so that then you can lengthen out as you bow over the thighs. So each time we're coming back through this, we're trying to get a little longer, a little deeper in each pose. Sit your hips back. Lift your chest, Utkatasana. And keep the Utkatasana, the legs, as you bow chest to thighs, then press into your feet. Lift your hips. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. A little different here. Plant your hands, step back to a high plank. Tight legs, heart forward. Then bring your knees down. Keep the heart forward, the tightness across the front of the body, knees to chest, you're coming down to the mat. Then peel up for cobra. Hug your elbows in. And release down slowly. Press your hands into the mat. Back to hands and knees. And then down dog. And we'll take right foot forward. Back foot flat. Breathe in, reach up. Warrior one. Now open this out into warrior two. Dig into your front heel. Keep the hips at that altitude. Reach up, reverse. Right? Hips stay low, even though they want to float up with the chest when we do this. But pull into your front heel. You're going to come up through warrior two. Spot the floor, plant your hands, step back to a high plank. And then again, once the plank is good, knees down. Draw your heart forward. Lower down. Pulse chest. Peel up for cobra. Squeeze your back. Hug the elbows in. And then release down, press into hands and knees. Back to down dog. Left foot forward. Warrior one. Walk into warrior two. Try to keep yourself at the depth of your warrior one rather than bobbing up and down. Same thing here. Dig into your front heel so that when you reverse, the hips stay low. Otherwise, they will stretch up with your ribcage. Then back to warrior two. Hands to the mat. Press into your hands. Step back to a high plank. Everything tight and long. Then the knees down. Chest down. Peel up for cobra. Hug your elbows and hug shoulder blades down the back. Then release slow. Hands and knees. Tuck your toes to down dog. Breath in. Long, slow breath out. 
look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. Exhale, fold. We'll breathe in, lift halfway. Draw your heart forward, plant your hands, step back, high plank. High plank as dialed in as you can get it, then knees lightly down. Keep the sensation of that plank being dialed in as you lower chest to the floor. Peel up for cobra. Lengthen the back of your neck. Release down slow, press into your hands. Back to down dog. Right foot forward, back foot flat, diagonal, press down, reach up, warrior one. Good. Warrior two, without letting your head pop up, so you're keeping your hips low, moving across the same level of altitude. Stay low as you reverse. Stay low as you come back up through warrior two, look to the mat, plant your hands. Step back, tighten into the plank, then knees down, tighten again, lengthen as you lower. Right, so this lowering to the floor is never a collapse. Breathe in, cobra. Release, press back hands and knees, tuck your toes, down dog. Left foot forward, back foot flat the diagonal, breathe in, reach up. Warrior one. All right. Imagine someone had their hand on your head. Do not let it pop up as you transition. Right. Same thing when you reverse. Dig into your front heel. And then up to warrior two. Same thing. You're digging deep in the legs. And cartwheel down. Step back. High plank. Tighten it up. Do a good high plank. Even though you know we're going knees down. Then Pull the heart forward again. Tighten up again before you lower. Breathe in. Cobra. Breathe out really slowly. Press back hands and knees. Tuck your toes down dog or child's pose for a full breath. Kneeling plank is not that much easier than plank on the toes if it's done properly. Right. If it feels easier, it's probably because it's not being kind of dialed in, paid attention to. Right. Uh, that's probably true of all yoga poses. If they don't feel like they're challenging you, right, then uh, we're not in them. Right. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop top of the mat. You don't have to take it to the point of you're only in the pose if you want to get out of it. That's a Nyangar phrase. But it's kind of, sort of true. Breathe in. And breathe out. Press your feet down on your inhale. Reach up to standing mountain pose. Then right arm underneath for eagle. 
And if wrapping under doesn't work for you, go with pressing your forearms together. Either way, bring your shoulders up to your elbows up to shoulder height. And then if your elbows get higher than your shoulders, uh, <laughs> that don't bring your shoulders up to that height. That's, uh, that's probably against the against the point. Check in with your hands. So we've got the arms uh, wrapped, and if your hands are doing most of the work, if what you're feeling is mostly in your hands, or you're feeling uh, kind of grabby in your hands, unwind a bit from there. Do the work at the forearms hugging together. Actually, let's do this. Grab your hands together. Just hold on to whatever you can hold on to. Feel what that's like. Then take that away and press the forearms, probably the backs of the forearms if the arms are wrapped. Press them into each other and close your eyes and feel what that's like. Then grab the hands again. Notice what disappears in sensation in your back. Then release the hands and press the forearms together, but the hands are released. What happens to the sensation in your back? On an inhale, unwind, reach up. And then the other side. Wind the left arm under if you uh, that's not for you. Press the forearms together. You can do all this kind of same stuff. Lift your elbow points to shoulder height. If they get above, so be it. <laughs> you can just leave your shoulders where they belong. Right. Squeeze your legs, draw your abdominals in, lift your chest. Check in with your hands. What are they doing right now? Then grab them into each other. Just hold on. And know what happens. And then relax that and press the forearms into each other. So if the forearms are wrapped, they're pressing into center. If they're not wrapped, they're also pressing into center. But the hands are relaxed and released. And you're really working the forearm press. Feel what happens in your back. Now, release that, but grab the hands. And then press the forearms again and release the hands. Breath in. Breath out. Unwind the arms. Take them down at your sides. Tadasana with arms extending down, reaching your fingertips out, hands spread wide. Reach down through the middle and ring fingertip. Reach up through the back of your skull. Breath in. We'll take the arms up. And breathe out. Wrap the right arm. Hug the forearms into one another. Believe the hands light. Wrap your right leg over top. Leave the hands light. Keep squeezing the arm bones into center. And lift your elbow points. Breath in. Breath out. Sit lower in the leg. Then unwind and reach up. Left arm underneath. Hand span wide. Left leg over top. Hug the forearm bones in towards center. Lift your elbow points. Keep the hands spread wide. Feel the forearms pressing together. Feel what goes on at your shoulder blades there. Breath in. Breath out. Unwind, reach up. Good. 
going to take the right arm under again and keep both feet on the floor. And this is really specific and we're doing it because it looks like uh, looks like we're getting this concept. Let go with the hands. Press with the forearm bones. Now draw your navel towards your spine. You're going to take cat with your back. You're going to as if you could draw your elbows to your navel center, curl in. Let go with the fingers. Keep pressing the forearm bones together. Breath in. Press into your feet as you breathe out. Come back up to center as you inhale, unwind arms at sides. So this variation can be really, really good for thoracic mobility. And it can also be the exact opposite if we're if we're doing like the the, the grasping, gripping, um, just shoving our body into stuff. So it's looking good. I hope it's feeling good. And take the arms up overhead, and then left arm underneath. Do the same thing where you wind the forearms, and you fan the hands. Just soften the hands. They've done enough work today. But the forearm bones hug in a lot. Then navel the spine. And this part is important too. The order of operations here. We're not just slumping forward. Right. Navel into spine. Rib cage rounds toward the back wall. And uh, I'm trying to make like a C curve of your spine. Where you can touch your elbow points to your navel. You're not probably going to do that. At any rate, you're pulling your navel away from, from where they're coming. Breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in, spread your back. Breathe out, press into your feet, draw your abdominals in, come up to stand. And then we'll unwind and reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. High to low plank, tight through your body. Use your knees if you like. Right. Draw your heart forward, be able to lengthen into the plank. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down. And down dog, breathe all the way out. On an inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. And when you exhale, have a big step into a low lunge. Back knee's gonna come down. Press your feet down, reach up. And we're gonna take eagle again with the left arm underneath. Right. And if eagle is not for you here, uh, take that bear hug where you wrap your hands to the opposite shoulder. So I'll show that. Uh, and then we're all going to lift our elbow points. So if you've got bear hug, it looks like this. Eagle. So we're doing the exact opposite. We're doing uh, the back bend with these arms wrapped in front. Something to check in with here is your neck. So um, if your head is, if you were looking up very slowly, get out of that. Bring your gaze to your forearms. Lift your sternum. Keep your gaze at your forearms. Breath in. You're looking at your elbow crease right now, or you're looking at your elbow points. And then as you breathe out, pull into your front foot. Hands down to the mat. Look forward. 
and step back, hands and knees, all the way to the floor. Press your feet down, peel up for cobra. Release slowly down. Press into your hands and back, hands and knees to down dog. Inhale, take your left leg up. Exhale, knee to your left elbow and step big, back knee down. Press into your front foot and reach up. P keep pressing into your front foot, get buoyant through your body. Right arm wraps under for eagle. Once you've done that, again, press into your front foot. Right, every time you change something, reground. That's like yoga, every the 101, and life 101. Reground every time you change something. You can take the elbow points up, but that does not mean take your nose up. So the arms are wrapped in front of you, but nothing changes along the spine, right? So looking at your arms, you keep lifting the elbows, right? If you're coming into a back bend, if the uh, height of your gaze changes, it's because you lifted your rib cage. Breath in, unwind your fingers if they're grasping. When you breathe out, pull into your front foot, hands down to the mat, press your hands into the floor as you step back, hands and knees, lengthen forward. Squeeze your legs, draw in your abdominals, peel up to cobra. And release slow. Press back, hands and knees, to child's pose or down dog and so uh, if you want to see some of that <laughs> what we were just doing you all did it well but um so with eagle arms we can do a lot of things we can be neutrally aligned which is what we usually do we can do that that kind of curl and we can do a back bend and uh all of it really good for mobility but sometimes that curl can become, um, if we're not paying attention, just like I've just let everything kind of collapse here, as you can see. And sometimes that uh, back bend can become a, you get stuck like this, little bowling ball in gravity pose. <laughs> Nobody needs either of those things. Good. Have one more breath where you are, or if you were up in a TV watching pose, come on back to your down dog. Just offer that because. <laughs> I needed to tweak my neck out a little bit. Some of us are visual, so. Next exhale, look through your hands, walk or lightly hop through to seated, and then down onto your back. When you get to your back, take your arms up toward the ceiling, and you'll feel your shoulder blades, probably, lift up off the floor if you press your hands up enough and then pull your shoulder blades back down toward the mat <laughs> or into the mat and then again slide your shoulder blades upside the hands up we'll take the right arm underneath the left one more uh, eagle bind here sometimes it's easier on your back even if you don't uh, particularly get it standing but the eagle bind here the spine's going to be neutral that's that's a good thing unwind reach up shoulder blades are off the floor they're sliding forward to give you more room and then left arm underneath. Right. And 
you're pressing your elbow points toward the ceiling, pressing the forearms together, remembering not to grip so hard with the hands. That's usually a continual reminder, which is why yoga teachers have jobs. Unwind, reach up. Thank you for this job, by the way. Uh, when you reach up, the action of shoulder blades lifting off the floor then takes us to bending the elbows and planting the hands beside the ears. Now you don't have to do this and certainly if it hurts to do this hand position, go back to arms at your sides. But if you can get your hands beside your ears with your shoulder blades off the floor, just like how we sometimes do eagle arms without doing eagle legs, go ahead and do that. We're going to do bridge or do wheel arms without doing wheel legs. We're just going to press the floor with the hands and see if you can lift your rib cage with your bum down. Your bum's down, your feet are down. We're doing like the opposite of bridge, right? the reverse bridge. Press your hands down, press the back of your head down, and just lift your rib cage. Again, if this is painful in a joint structure, you stop. Right? But if you can, you can. And then slowly release your rib cage down. Pause, bring your hands to your center line, and breathe. So bridge isn't the only way into wheel. Um, in fact, they're, they're very different poses, actually. Uh, bridge is a lot more like locust. When we do locust arms and cobra, we're strengthening the same muscles that need to work uh, in bridge. For wheel, th they don't have those muscles uh, in that direction, working in that direction, the bridge doesn't help us get the strength we need for wheel. So reach up, eagle arms help us get the uh, dexterity and the, the mobility we need for wheel. And then the reaching toward the ceiling, getting the shoulder blades off the floor, bend your elbows, hands beside your ears. Right, shoulder blades are up, they stayed up. And then you can press your hands down and your head down and lift as much of your rib cage as you can off the floor. Hips are staying down, feet are staying down, it's reverse bridge, and it's not a very big lift. But it's substantial work in the hands and in the back of the head. Get breath in, hug your elbows in, a lot of arm work here, a lot of back work. One more breath, and then slowly release down. And hands to the center line and pause. So for those of you that are wheel curious or on the cusp of wheel or interested in getting to wheel uh, or just interested in improving your wheel, sometimes in a sequence we'll do a couple bridges and a couple wheels and the teacher will say, if you don't take wheel, take bridge, because that's usually what we say and we've been saying it for a long time. It may also be useful to take that, the reverse bridge, which is like something I just totally made up, but that, that action if you one day want to get to wheel. It may be more useful than uh, just doing one more bridge. Um, so there's an offering. That's a choose your own adventure. One more backbend of your choice. Bridge, wheel, anything in between those two, any reverse of those two. Go with breath for five.
One more breath. And exhale, slowly release down. Supta Baddha Konasana, soles of your feet together, knees out to the sides. And you breathe. This grand experiment of us doing yoga together, but also in separate rooms, um, is actually really good for the element of yoga of you and your kind of sense of proprioception and inner knowing of your body. In a room, if you were here and uh, the teacher could watch the pose, we might say to you, practice the reverse bridge. Definitely that's what you need. Uh, that's the missing link or, or whatever it is. Um, and uh, we may be right or wrong about that. But there's a lot of times that we would tell you, I do it like this or do it like that because we see something. And, and at this point, like, you know, we see your dogs and we see your bunk beds and we uh, sometimes see like the UPS guy show up. <laughs> and we see semblances of poses. But you really have to take these variations, and hopefully we give you enough information, I hope, and uh, really sincerely hope that you're getting the information you need. But you being able to make those choices of how to advance your practice, rather than just go through motions that someone else tells you, uh, is where the real learning and advancement of your yoga and your yoga practice that you're going to be in for the next 90 years happens. Bring your knees together and hug them onto your chest. Just give them a good drawing in. And breath out. One knee in each hand, take a little spin of the leg bones in opposite circles. Bring them back to center, and if you got a block somewhere in your zip code, grab it. And place it between knees. And arms out to the sides like cactus or wings. And pause for a moment. Squeeze in on the block. Like squeeze it like you mean it. Like don't hurt yourself, but squeeze and hold. Breathe in and breathe out. But feel the holding of the block. And feel the squeezing in on the block. And then back off that until you find that place where the block is between your knees, but you don't really have to do anything. Uh, once you get to the aggressive intermediate level of yoga, that can become a thing where you're holding a block between your knees and you, you've developed the skills of which to do it without actually hugging it. It's still getting you a little bit of work. But then hug in on it again right, and feel the difference. Keep that and knee side to side belly twisting pose. And of course, if you're tired, if you're fatigued, you take rest. Right? That's sane. That's sensible. Uh, and that's how you're going to advance your practice is resting when you need to. But there's this little nefarious part of yoga that uh, we get a little skill at it. And our body uh, it, our body is such a tactician with our energy. 
that once we have the the kind of gestalt of the thing, we know how it kind of looks and kind of supposed to be. We can we can stop doing that main action that we started out to do. Like we can hold a block between our knees without really paying attention to that work of the legs that hold it firmly. And yeah, and it's like any other place in our life where we get adept at something and we can go through the motions and you know, certain things, maybe that's a good idea, but certainly the practice of mindful presence, like body awareness, strengthening, like, like if we want to strengthen anything, anything, we have to pay attention to it. If you want to strengthen a plant, Roll of plant, you've got, you've got to pay attention to it. Uh, our bodies are much more like plants than they are like machines. One more round through. Hug the block. And then back to center the block in your hands, take the legs up in the air. <laughs> if you don't have a block, you just imagine you have one, keep imagining. Curl up, take the block between your feet, squeeze with your feet as you then lower the legs and arms to whatever degree you lower your legs and arms, keeping your sacrum and your lowest rib on the floor. And then curl back up, get the block with the hands, squeeze the feet together like they had the block, as you then lower the arms and legs, your head is down, the lowest rib is down, the sacrum is down. Then you curl up, put the block in your feet, and then squeeze in on the block. As you stand, breathe in. As you breathe out, curl up, get the block with the hands. Squeeze the feet together, stand out long, and then curl up, block to feet. Breathe in, breathe out, and then knees to chest, and take the block by your side as you just rock a little across your hips, side to side across the sacrum, and finding that point where it feels like you're rocking across the very center, like the equator of the sacrum. And then let the knees go and rock a little below. And then bring the knees toward you and rock a little above center. Then coming back into your center line, hug knees in the chest. And we'll take the right foot over the left thigh for recline pigeon. This could be a good place to catch a block and place it underneath your head. Uh, recline pigeon, figure four, thread the needle, whatever you want to call it. Take the hands away from it for a moment. So it's the right ankle is to the outside of the left thigh. Use your left thigh to hug the right leg in to whatever degree you've got. Right. That's good. Take a breath. And then reach the arms through, so you reach the right arm through and the left arm around and clasp the, the hamstring or the shin, you know how to do this. And uh, then use the left leg again. So sometimes when we hold with the arms, 
we forget about the leg work. Keep using the left leg to hug the right leg in. Then add the hands. Right. So now you've got the leg doing all the work that it can. And then from that position, that's your new start position, then the hands do the work. Right. It changes things. One more layer. Press your right thigh forward. Once you've done that, go back to the beginning. Use your left leg. Hug in. Then layer the hands on. Then press the right thigh forward. Breath in. Breath out. And then slowly dissolve that. Come back to center. And just pause with hands on your knees. Just contemplate a moment of, of what it feels like in your body. That's the tone, the energetic tone, the quality of each side. Then right foot to the floor, cross your left foot over the right thigh. Then step by step, layer this on. Right leg to hug the left leg in. So you pick up the right leg, and the right leg's using quadricep and hip flexor muscles to bring your left leg toward you. Once you're as far as you go with that, take your hands and hold your right hamstring or your shin. Then again, engage the right leg. And from the point that the right leg, as far as it goes, that's the start point for then the hands to work. Then those two things working together. And you want one more layer? Press your left thigh, uh, the outer left hip, press it forward toward your front wall. Then go through the steps again of right leg in, hands then hug, left leg presses out. Right. And you'll again and again and again go over those steps. It's like when we sit in the warrior two and we go to reverse. Right? We go back to the step of, of deepening the hips. Right? Otherwise they, they will float up. Right? Or paying attention as we move from warrior one to warrior two keeping our body from from popping up and leaving the pose. It will happen in these poses too. Like we can just go to sleep. Well, you could just go to sleep, sleep if you wanted. Or you stay engaged. You continue to bring the right leg in. Then hug with the arms. Then press the thigh forward. On an inhale, slowly dissolve that. Hug your knees in and breathe. In the beginning of our yoga practice, just going through the basic kind of shape of the pose works. Right? It does. It works because we don't, like, unless, until you come to yoga, y you haven't done the basic shape of the pose usually. Right? Especially these, the, the weirder ones. Then after we do yoga day after day, the basic shape only gets us so far. And it becomes much more about the actions and the small actions, the subtle actions, and the choosing to pay attention to them. Yeah. Take any finishing poses you like. Pay as much or as little attention to them as you want. Make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. And I hope you are somewhere where it's perfect timing for this little, uh, pitter-patter on the roof that we've got going here. If you are in this particular zip code. Right. 
Enjoy. When you're ready to come back, you start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. And roll to your right side. And make your way to seated. moment, get a big shrug of your shoulders, and then bring hands together at heart center. And thumbs to forehead center. That was great, y'all. Thanks so much. Namaste. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste. Bye. You're welcome. Have a good night.